Today's episode is for when it is all too much. I work with ambitious, hardworking women. They're successful, accomplished, they're kicking it in their careers, but lately they've been feeling worn out. Worn out from showing up, and I mean showing up at work, and then coming home and rocking it there. They have been juggling it all. They've been doing it, and they just want space, relief, things to slow down. Is that you? You want things to slow down a bit? I feel this. I feel this so, so strongly. I was working with someone once, and they said to me, have you ever wanted to get sick? You know, just a little bit, but like enough that you can justify taking time off. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of have. And y'all, if that ain't a red flag that something's got to give, then I don't know what is. Today's episode is for when it's all too much. This episode is acknowledgement. I see you. I see how hard you are working. I see how much you are showing up for everyone and everything around you. And there is beauty in that. I value you and your commitment. And I invite you to concede. Let go. Give yourself the gift of respite. But this episode is not about rest. It's about deletion, saying no, doing less, doing less well. Because we have to break the go hard and then crash cycle. And we need to start imagining something more sustainable. Because you are awesome and the world needs you. So let's take care of you. Let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGee. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. So before I jump into things first, I want to say thank you. Thank you so, so much for listening. This podcast has blessed my life in ways that I never imagined. I've gotten to connect with so many people. I've gotten to listen to the stories and the journeys of hardworking, ambitious women. And I feel so honored to get to walk alongside you on your journey. So today's episode is all about saying no and deletion. I do take a different approach to it than many of the time management tools or advice around deletion and how to say no. So I hope that it offers you a unique perspective on things, but also gives you some tools to put into practice. And one thing that I wanted to create for you was a tool or a template for saying no, because sometimes it can be really hard to figure out how do I gracefully back out of something. So in the show notes, I have provided you with a link where if you click on it, you can put in your name, your email, and you will get delivered to you the Empowered Mom's Guide to Saying No. There are email templates that will help you balance work, family, and prioritizing quality time. There are templates that are going to help you say no to additional work commitments, how to decline social commitments, how to turn down volunteer opportunities, and how to decline networking requests. There's also a script for you to chat with your kids if you decide to do less activities 
I know many of the moms that I talk to, part of what's stressful is that you are juggling not only all of your responsibilities at work, but also taking your kids to all of the different activities that they're involved in. And it can be really hard to say, hey, look, we're going to do less activities this year because we need some time as a family together. So I've provided you with a script that will guide you as you have a conversation with your kid, explaining why, why it might be time to do less. I think that it's really important that we don't pass down our busyness to our kids, that we model for our kids healthy boundaries and healthy levels of commitment. So thinking about how many activities we have our kids involved in and setting some boundaries around that for them will give them tools as they get older to thinking about, yes, this is something I enjoy doing, but I can't do it all well, at least not without sacrificing my own well-being. So check out that link, get those templates, and put them to use. If you're a hardworking, ambitious person, you also probably have a strong sense of commitment. And you all, this is a lovely thing about you. It serves you in so many ways. Not everyone can commit the way that you can, and I love the strength of yours. And as your friend, I invite you to surrender, not to give up, but to invite space, relief, and slowness into your life. So today I'm going to offer you two questions to help you locate the things that you need to delete from your life. For now, if this is helpful, these are things that you're going to say no to for now. That doesn't mean that you can't say yes later. So if you're someone that has FOMO, the fear of missing out, remember that a lot of times you can do these things later on. So this isn't an always and forever, just a no for now. Then I'm going to offer you a reframe for how you think about surrender. So first, locate what you need to delete and then get your mind right. Then go download those say no templates that I put in the show notes so that you can implement the ideas put forth in this episode. You can do this. I can do this. This is definitely one of those episodes that I wrote because I needed a big old dose of my own advice. You dig? So what are you trying to control that is uncontrollable? That's my first question. What are you trying to control that is uncontrollable? There are things about professional spaces that my 17-year-old self was not ready for. One of those things is the way that we use policies and organizations as an attempt to control people. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like one person is going rogue, and so we decide to create a policy that will keep them in place, and it's loads of conversation and deliberation and paperwork. Any of you work in an office or, or an organization that does this, one person is being a bit outlandish. And so we create all this paperwork trying to contain them. But let me tell you a little secret, folks. People gonna people. People gonna people. Rogue Roxy doesn't give a crap about your new policy that you just spent all this time passing. I share this because there are things that you are doing that you are attempting to control that are uncontrollable like Rogue Roxy. Locate those tasks. Locate those projects. Locate those items on your to-do list and delete it. Let it go. Is this project, is this task that you've given yourself an attempt to try to control something that is uncontrollable? If that's the case, let it go. My second question for you to consider is where are you shooting all over the place? You know what I'm talking about? Those shoulds. I should do this. I should do that. Good moms should do this. Good moms should let their kids do every activity that they're interested in. Good moms should pick up their kids from school every day. 
Good mom should make dinner every single night. Good mom shouldn't order pizza so dang much. Where are you shooting? Are your kids doing an activity that's adding stress to your family life and maybe even to your kid's life, but you feel like this is what good parents should have their kids do? Did you volunteer because yeah, 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 you want to help, but you also feel like that's what you should do as a good community member? Y'all, I want you to be good community members. In fact, I love thinking about community as one of our life domains. So when you set goals, thinking about what are goals that I can set that help me serve my community and how you define community is up to you. So for some of you, maybe that's your church community. Others of you, that might be your township or city community. But I want you to take a look at the things that you have on your to-do list and think about how many of them are either related to things that you're trying to control that are uncontrollable, or where are the things on your list that represent a should? And I want you to just start there. Just start there. Acknowledge those things and ask yourself, can I just delete these? So I want to talk to you a little bit about this concept of surrender. I've always been resistant to the concept of surrender. I, I remember when I was learning a little bit about yoga and eight limbs of yoga. One is around the concept of surrender. And I remember being like, I'm going to skip that chapter because it always felt like giving up to me. And I am tenacious. I ain't giving up. Then a few years ago, I was working on a conference presentation and I came across this German-American sociologist and phenomenologist named Kurt H. Wolf. And he developed a method of inquiry called surrender and catch. And when I first read about it, I was intrigued. I, I was really struck by how uniquely feminine and perhaps feminist this approach to method was. So method being a way of gathering data and creating knowledge. When I hear the word surrender, another thing that I think about is surrender in war. And so it has this like military connotation. and it really is a counter to Western consciousness. So this idea of mastery or control, efficiency, handling, manipulating. And so Wolf defines surrender as synonymous with being or experience of being. Its seminal meaning is cognitive love. Surrender is a total involvement, suspension of received notion, pertinence of everything, identification, and risk of being hurt. All right, I'm going to break this down a bit. So Wolf developed surrender and catch as a method of inquiry. It was a way for researchers to engage their participants. To surrender meant to take as fully, to meet as immediately as possible, whatever the occasion may be. This means not to believe that one can know quickly what is to be understood and acted on. To surrender is to meet it as much as possible in its originality. What an interesting way to engage one another, to think about surrender as meeting someone else fully, that surrender is full involvement, engagement. I started to think about what it might mean if we would engage ourselves with a posture of surrender. So Kirk Wolf, he reminded me that surrender isn't giving up, it's opening up. Surrender is walking into a meeting and not assuming that I already know. It is having a plan and committing to the process, not the outcome. 
It is staunch persistence. I'm going to create, I'm going to make, even if it's nothing like what I imagined. Surrender is encountering others with openness. Surrender is when your neighbor, who's been known to say a sexist thing or two, sounds a pitch, and you tuck aside your preferred position of control. You are at risk of being hurt, and so are others. Still, you suspend received notions, and you choose not to believe that you can know quickly what your neighbor's experience means and you catch. You catch bits of fear, bits of pain, bits of your neighbor's humanity. Surrender is holding on to humanity even as you hold accountable. You talk to your neighbor about their comments and while you know it won't be the last time you will persist, surrender is peacemaking and peacemaking is not passive. There is strength in surrender. I love there's this quotation that says, Don't push the river, it flows by itself. I invite you to explore where you've been trying to push the river. I invite you to surrender and to allow it to flow by itself. So as a quick recap, I want you to consider what are you trying to control that's uncontrollable. Make a list. Notice, mark those moments that you're trying to control things. Can you delete those items from your task list? Do you have projects that you're working on that are all related to a desire to control? If so, can you let it go? What does that letting go look like? Then, I want you to locate your shoulds. Where are the places that you are doing things because you feel like that's what you should do? Get curious about those shoulds. Where did that should come from? You should do that according to who? For whom? Get curious about those shoulds, where they came from, and ask yourself, is this something that I'm doing because I feel like I should or because I actually want to, because it's actually serving me or my family? And then finally, I want you to explore this concept of surrender. I want you to reframe the way that you think about surrender. I want you to locate places in your life that you need more surrender and invite it in. I wish for you the gift of respite. I wish for you the courage to break the go hard and then crash cycle. I wish for you the ability to imagine something more sustainable. You are awesome. The world needs you. So let's take care of you. Be well, friends. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.